Well, it is good to be with you again tonight, and to be here to be able to present a lesson that I really like. I've enjoyed studying. This would be a lesson if you want to take notes. Um, this would be a good lesson if you want to take a picture of this sheet later on. But one of the most missed points in the religious world today is baptism. Um, it's what separates us really from the rest of the world, the religious world. And for us as Christians, those have been bought with the blood of Christ, uh, it is at least for me, hard to understand how good people miss the boat. Satan has played a very horrible trick on mankind when they he has gotten them to believe that baptism is not essential to salvation. Tonight, I want to talk to you about when is one a new creature? Does one need to be a new creature to be a child of God? Turn with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, as we begin our study on what or when is one a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Now listen to these words very carefully. It's hard to misunderstand this. You have to be taught to misunderstand this, I believe. But to 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone, that anyone's an important word, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation and creature. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. So, we see here that if you are a new creature, you are in Christ. You could reverse that and say, if you are in Christ, you must be a new creature. Can't have one without the other. So, let's find out a little bit what one must do to be a new creature. You must be born again. To first become a child or an infant, guess what must take place? Birth. Everything living must be born. And so, it's no surprise that to become a new creature, you must have a new birth or to be born Again, let's turn to John 3, verse 5. And here Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, a Pharisee that has come to him at night to understand a little bit better the message that Jesus was trying to preach. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit... He cannot enter the kingdom of God. 
You see, there are two aspects, and we'll talk a little more about it when we get to the how. But there are two aspects that are born or that are um, needed in a new birth. When you were born as a baby, you were born physically, but God also put a soul within you. In the begetto process, you had both that created you. And so it is that as one begins to study the Word of God, his faith develops. The begettal process of the Spirit starts through the Word. And when he understands and matures to the point that he put, takes on in Christ in baptism through the water, he's born both of Spirit and water. Two elements of salvation. It's necessary. It is impossible to be born without either one. So, one must be born of the Spirit and the water. It must be born again to be a new creature. I would write these points down. These are good studies. If you ever want to study with someone who says baptism is not essential... Here's the answer. You must, in order to be a new creature, be in Christ. You must walk in a new life. Romans, the 6th chapter, verse 4. We were buried, therefore, with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk a new life, newness of life. So, you cannot be a creature, a new creature, if you don't have what? New life. And it comes through where in verse 4? Burial and baptism. Again, as we said originally, to be a new creature, you must be in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I think the world would agree, most of it, that in order to be a child of God, one must be freed from his sin. You cannot be acceptable to God and be living in sin or be uh, involved in sin or have sin a hold of you. Romans 6.22 tells us, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and it's in eternal life. So if you want eternal life, you want sanctification, you must become slaves to God, set free through baptism. In order to be a child of God, a new creature, we have to put on Christ. You know, when I first became a Christian, 
It took a while. It took a long time of study. I came out of the denominational world. I came out of a world where sprinkling was the form of baptism that they used, and it wasn't for uh, becoming a new child of God. But this passage in Galatians 3.27 helped me a little to understand the act of becoming a Christian, then what is necessary in becoming a Christian. You see, in the Old Testament, in order for God, for you to be able to enter the most holy place, you had to be washed and sanctified. The people every year had to be sprinkled with the blood of bulls and goats. They had to offer a living sacrifice, a blood offering, in order to cover their sins, to put a covering over themselves so that they could be acceptable to God, to be presented to God. We too today cannot stand in the presence of God when we are covered in sin. We, we would not survive that process of being in front of uh, Almighty God where our sin was visible. When we are baptized into Christ, we put the blood of Christ on us as a garment would and it covers our sins from His view. It forgives us of our sins. We must put on Christ in baptism. Galatians 3.27 For as many of us have put on Christ I'm sorry, for as many of us were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now, I go back to this idea of the world. It's hard for me to understand how they miss it. Are they missing it because they don't care? Are they missing it because of sincerity? You know, Matthew 7.21 tells us that in that day, people cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we uh, prophesy in Your name and cast out demons and do many wonderful works? And He will say, Depart from Me, you workers of iniquity or lawlessness. And the thing that always impresses me about that passage is, it seemed like those people were sincere. It seemed like they thought that He was their Lord. That they really believed that they were okay. That they hadn't been doing what was asked of them. Their faith was based on sincerity and subjective faith that isn't doesn't have anything to do with the Bible feelings and emotions and they were ignorant of it we brethren have the answer we have the word of God we need to be teachers we cannot uh, be ignorant ourselves and so when one must 
One asks us, what do I need to do to become a new creature? We need to give them the right answer. I used to, I love listening to an old preacher by the name of Marshall Keeble. Some of you have heard, heard who Marshall Keeble is. He was a, one of our black preachers uh, through the years, uh, years ago in the 50s, 40s, 30s probably. I'm not sure how far back he, he goes. Um, but he baptized thousands upon thousands of people into Christ. And one of his great lessons was the great physician. And in that lesson, he talks about our uh, ability to follow the prescription prescribed. He goes on to say that, you know, if you had a terminal illness... And a doctor had the cure and wrote out the prescription for the cure. Would you say, well, that's great, but you know, I think that I can do this and take care of it better. Or I think that I can handle it this way. Or would you follow the prescription if you knew you would be healed and have life. We have the prescription to life. And it's through the blood of Christ. It heals us of our spiritual infirmities. And to say that you can get to heaven without it is one of the greatest lies ever told. You cannot make it to heaven without the blood of Christ. And you cannot come into contact with the blood of Christ without being buried with Christ in baptism enacting the death, burial, and resurrection. We need to know these passages, brethren, in order to help people. We need to... We need to make sure our faith is grounded and secure. I believe it just as sure as I'm standing here that baptism is what puts you into Christ. Baptism is how you are clothed in Christ. Baptism is what washes away our sins, Acts 22, 16. It's what saves us, 1 Peter 3, 21. We need to never give up. I've heard gospel preachers in the Lord's church that are swerving away from this. That are becoming weak on baptism. I'm going to give a sermon tomorrow night. It's called Unwanted Preaching. And one of the characters in this sermon says, do we have to hear about baptism all the time? If we ever get to the point where we no longer want to hear about baptism, where we start to think, well, that scares people off. That, we don't need to hear that kind of preaching anymore. Shame on us. Because we're denying the blood of Christ. His blood... Cleanses us of our sin. When we diminish baptism, 
we diminish the blood of Christ. When we take away from the covering of that blood, we take away from the death of Christ. We must stand up for baptism. We must not be ashamed. It is absolutely essential. How must we become a new creature? We talked about what must one do, but how do we get it done? Let's talk about that. John 3, verse 5. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. I will talk again in just a minute about that begetto process of becoming a Christian that I talked about just a minute ago. This is probably one that is missed more than any. And what is this element, the, the, the water and the Spirit? How does, that, how does that work? How does that come together? Faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. That starts the begetto process. Whether you know it or not, when one with an open heart and open mind begins to delve into the Word of God, it starts that birth process. It's not completed. It's not, not a living creature yet, but it starts the ball rolling. God, through Christ, spoke to the Holy Spirit through the apostles. The Word of God is living today. And when one with an honest and true heart begins studying God's Word, the Spirit, through the Word, starts the begetto process of one to be born again. And that birth process, just like in natural labor, comes to fruition in water. And it is through the water, through the death, burial, and resurrection, that that birth, that birth is culminated. And that new creature is born. One cannot become a child of God without that study process, without that first begetto process. You can't fall into being a Christian. You can't show up one Sunday morning, heard a little bit about Jesus, Lord, come into my heart, and I don't know anything about you or your son. There's no faith there. There's no, there's no begetto uh, process that has started. When we have studied, when sometimes it takes us introducing that word to others, when that process starts, it finalizes through baptism. Unfortunately, sadly, there are many that have started down that road and were never born. Could have been. Maybe it's their fault. Maybe it's our fault for not helping them. For not studying with them. But there are many that could be children of God 
if we would introduce that word, study with them and help them in the water. But if we're ashamed of any part of that process, we can't get it done. So, it takes both water and spirit. Peter said to them in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we are baptized into Christ, through the Word, we receive the Spirit, but it, it has begun a long time before that water, that begetto process has. It's a long time coming. It takes study, but it also takes the water. One of the ways or how we become a new creature is being raised from baptism. Romans 6, 4, We are buried therefore with Him by baptized in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Now let me ask you a question. This is for the world out among us that asks these questions or that says that baptism is not essential. If Christ had not been resurrected, would our faith be futile today? Wouldn't it? If Christ never came forth from that grave, then isn't our faith in vain? It is. It's a lie. You know, it doesn't matter. But if we believe that Christ was resurrected from the grave, then if we want to have anything to do with Christ, we're told right here that we must be raised, ready to walk a new life. Salvation is not possible without a new life. It's not possible without being raised up from baptism. So, if being raised up from baptism is what gives you that new life... Can you be a new creation, a new creature, prior to baptism? And the answer is no. The answer is no. If it takes that resurrection to create the new thing, then you can't have it without baptism. How we become a new creature? creature? We're baptized into Christ. We've read that. Let's look at the next point. We must obey the form of doctrine and then be freed. Romans 6, 17-18 But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and having been set free from sin have become slaves of righteousness. The world would say obedience is not part of the plan. That all you have to have is a little faith. Uh, you know, ask Jesus in your heart and say a prayer that was made up by a man, and you can have salvation. But we're told right here. Thanks be to God that you who were once slaves have become obedient 
from the heart to that teaching which you were committed and having been set free. So obedience to the gospel sets you free. We cannot become new creations, new creatures, without being set free from sin. Obedience to the gospel through baptism is the only way. It is necessary. It is vitally important. We must put on Christ in baptism. Galatians 3.27 For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So, we must put on Christ as a covering, as we talked earlier. I want to turn to one passage that's not on the sheet. Let me get there. There we go. This is what did it for me. This is what made me finally quit being a hard-headed moron. 1 Peter 3 and let's go to 20. Because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few that is, eight persons were brought safely through the water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If Noah and his family could have been saved outside of the ark, then the world's completely right. But if Noah would have been a dead man, just like all the other hundreds of thousands, millions, if he had been outside the ark, which I am a, a certain that he would have died, then you too must be in the ark. That is baptism to be in Christ today and to be alive as a new creature. If Noah had to be in the ark to be saved, then baptism saves you today. I believe it. I believe baptism is what saves us today. Noah had to be in the ark. That destruction, that tragedy that took place around him, he was safe and secure inside that ark. That ark brought block. That ark, excuse me, brought him life. That ark brought him a new 
chance, a new life, away from that wicked world that was washed clean by those waters. Baptism today offers you a new life. It washes away all the tragedy, all the filth of this world and gives you a new life. It's what saves us today. So I ask you this evening, brethren, can one be a child of God, a new creature, creation without baptism? No. It is the answer to the new birth. It brings forth new life. We have our beings in Christ because of baptism. It is what sets you free and helps you to be a servant of God. And what puts you into Christ. The answer to this question, can one be a child of God? A new creation, creature without baptism? And the answer is no. It is absolutely essential. We must never weaken on this point, brother. We must never get tired of hearing sermons about the blood of Christ that cleanses us of our sins through baptism. The day we do, we become like the rest of the world. I will never, ever be ashamed of the blood of Christ. Therefore, I will never be ashamed of my salvation through baptism. We need to be strong, brethren. We're living in a day of weakness, of cowards. And there's a promise to all cowards. They get to take the first dip into the big lake. I don't want to be with them. Let's stand strong. Let's stand true for baptism. If you've not put on Christ tonight, I ask you why not? You're playing with fire. And the water is the answer. And it's nothing special about this water. If I had a million dollars... And I went and put it in the lake, a lake out here. We'd be fighting over who could get in that lake to get to that water, or get to that million dollars. There's something that is in that water right there that you can come in contact with that is far more precious than anything that you can get here on this earth. You ought to be fighting to get into it. If there's anything we can do, If you want to become a child of God tonight, if you are a child of God who has fallen down, we're here to help pick you up. We've got to know about it. I want to help you. This congregation wants to help you. If, If there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. But we would hope that you'd be subject to the gospel call tonight as we stand and as we...